welcome to Spirit Mom. Today we continue our reading from World Bible School. Long before the world was made, long before there were creatures to love, the Godhead was already giving and receiving love. Jesus' prayer reveals this. Father, I desire that they also whom you have given me may be with me where I am to see my glory that you have given me because you loved me before the foundation of the world. That is a smorgasbord of words. Father, I desire that they also whom you have given me may be with me where I am to see my glory that you may have given me because you loved me before the foundation of the world. Yeah, that makes sense. Love always flows between the Father and his Son. Where the Son arrives on the earth, the Father proudly affirms, You are my beloved Son. Mark 111, 111. If you recall from previous episodes, that super matters when you're reading the Bible. 1, and then they get less and less likely to be seen because the verses don't go that high. The Father's voice reaffirms this love in Mark 9-7 and echoes again in letters to Christians. Love's nature is to reach out and include others from eternity. Therefore, God wanted us. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. I literally have that on my wall. It's important to remember because it's not really just his son it's himself it's such a powerful thing that cannot be understated the world sucks because of sin because of the evil collected on your soul you cannot ascend into the fourth dimension with it's 444 without having a clean soul God realized we weren't going to be able to do it on our own. So he came down himself, created a son version of himself, a human version, because for the magic to be real for us in this realm, it had to be done by a human. Now, people want to say the biggest atheist argument is, well, if God's God, can't he just snap his fingers and make it so? That is him snapping his finger and making it so. This is a complicated universe, sacred geometry, vibrations. This is the mathematics. This is the platform that this universe runs on. Every car has an engine. Every computer has its microchips. And ours is sacred geometry and vibrations and many other things I'm sure I don't understand, like the very atoms of our being coming down into itty titty miny universes that make us up into these full flowing humans. So when you say, oh, can't God just like snap his fingers and make it so that Jesus was God snapping his fingers and making it so? We were trapped in our sin to perish and die, making the atheists almost right. We didn't have an immortal soul, and you aren't guaranteed an immortal soul now. You have to have a clean soul to go up into the fourth dimension, which is happening right now. So the hermetics, I've said this before, but if you're new, the hermetic, uh, like Hermes Trismegista, has 
and his entire order say like, okay, so we have, I'm repeating myself here, but just to catch everyone back up, we repeat our life cycles over and over and over again, right? That time is running out. We are at a harvest. Now, I don't know if everybody's going to be deleted, but a good chunk of people will possibly be deleted. So saith a lot of things. And Jesus came down to save us, to clean our soul, so we can ascend up and keep existing. That's the entire point of Christianity, to keep on keeping on, to have that full-on human-ish body in an eternal soul. Note the ish. It'll be human-esque. Me, better than being like a wayward spirit that floats around in the wind otherwise and possibly repeats life. But you understand that repeating life in reincarnation is better than being deleted, I'm sure. But it's not immortality. And it's it's not. I was stuck in that cycle of thinking it was a good thing. I mean, it's better than being deleted. But the goal and the is and has always been immortality and you can only receive immortality if you ascend into the fourth dimension pretty much here and now on earth and maintaining that up until the point you die now maybe we'll hit that revelation point and we will all just cross over all at once but the good chance is you're just gonna die and go to heaven, which is the fourth dimension. And Jesus, for God so loved the world, he gave his only son. So God coming down here to die for our sins. So he be a human, a normal human that was killed on a cross for us. Now, if you read the Bible, you learn of exile and repentance and the, the repeating things of the Old Testament over and over and over again. And long story short, Jesus came and fulfilled all of it. So open up your hearts, open up your minds. It is very real and very possible. He wants you in and Christianity is going to change too. Like it's pretty perfect and I'm probably blaspheming right now, but I'm all about combining the knowledge of the universe with the love of Jesus. So let's continue on. Even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him in love. He predestined us for adoption as sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will. Meaning God wants us to join Jesus. There's a reason Jesus sent down to save us. So, of course. As the father's true reflection, the son is also love in his supreme form. Paul's prayer specifically wants us to grasp each vast dimension of the love of Christ. Loving that wording, each vast dimension. The world is filled with dimensions. And then each dimension has many layers. And I think we are phasing upwards in the layers of our third dimension. Everybody can feel it. It's, I'm not unique here anymore. It's 
everybody can feel what's happening. What you say matters so much more now. You are printing out your receipts way more clearly. Like, if you're negative, you will be smacked in the face with the consequences of that. No longer do you get to just be that person. Your consequences are becoming more relevant. So if you are a negative person, you better start pretending otherwise really quick. And you probably already know what I'm talking about if you are. And if you're a positive person, just keep on being more and more positive. There's so many more layers you can you can access and sink into. And Jesus gives you that because I was following the universal train and it ends. I you can only learn so much about sacred geometry and all that stuff. It's not it's not meant for us and it doesn't help us. It doesn't like when I was learning the mystery school uh, hermetic principles like one of the things they said was to stare at uh, a mandala I'm probably saying it right wrong you know those like those weird images that like seem to move if you stare at them to mandala something like that and you have to watch it go counterclock or sorry you have to watch it go clockwise do not watch it go counterclockwise watch it move forward and that'll help your life move forward and it does work to a point but it's filled with little things like that like which is over and over again in the bible to like not believe in false idols and there's a reason it's not saying they're not going to work it's that they're not going to work the best and there's so many demonic forces that can take you the wrong way the only way that is pure and clean is jesus there's actually some conspiracy theories out there that say that Hermes Trismegistus was Jesus and cool good for him thanks but either way he's Jesus now and that's where you got to point your direction at and there's a reason which and words can't even bring it home enough until you just decide this sounds silly but I'm gonna do it and then bam you start seeing the changes and you start seeing your whole whole life get much better and don't get me wrong it gets better if you follow like the spiritual path but there's so much jig jaggering right and there's so because stuff in the spiritual world can be good there's lots of good angels right it can be good but it's also got lots of things that are there to take advantage of you which don't get me wrong exists in christianity too but only from the human standpoint and yes they have their own demons but there's a lot of like et elements in the spiritual world that aren't necessarily evil and they are trying to help you like have you ever heard of um abraham hicks she's a good example because she seems pretty good even bashard they have good advice but they're not going to take you the whole way they're not going to help you ascend all the way to the fourth dimension they can help you make this third dimensional life better for you but you're still going to die and be reincarnated if you want to go and they even talk about reincarnation like they sell that like that is the thing and yeah it is if that's who you're following because they're not jesus if you want to be done and go to the harvest which lots of things talk about if you want to be harvested and be you john smith whoever you are forever jesus it says and i'm forgetting the exact quote that you can only get to the father through him meaning he's the only one that can 100 percent clean your soul so the other things 
even like like Buddhism, Hinduism, Abraham Hicks, like all these different good elements, like they're good. They can help clean your soul and they can help reincarnate you into a better life, right? There's those like the reincarnation cycles into a better life. That's assuming you're not deleted, right? Because th there comes a time when apparently everyone's just deleted. I don't know. I feel like that's not true, but yeah, I mean, it's one of those things you don't really know, right? Um, so you do have to be wary. And, and, but, and like I said, like if you're just constantly reincarnating, there's a goal, like they call this the earth school, right? Like you're, you're meant to, to graduate at some point and Jesus is the graduation. And I don't know about you, but I'm ready to graduate. Uh, so let's get back to our reading and I'm just, I just want to keep the word of Jesus alive. And even myself, I fall back on discussing universal knowledge rather than Jesus knowledge because I'm fairly new to Jesus. Not really. I mean, like I've always felt him like pulling me and I've always loved Jesus and I've always prayed to Jesus, but I wasn't into the Bible until this last year. It's been a year now, but still there's like, they describe the Bible as like an ocean that you can just get lost in and you can go as deep as deep can be and know more and more and more and more. I'm doing the Bible project right now. They have a wicked app now. It just came out in January. Talk about meant to be. It's this thing that's existed for many years and they just came out with an app in January. So I'm like on it and following along with all the lessons and it's so good they're like because now my goal is like to be a pure theologian that would be amazing like because you just possibly can't know enough and i want to save people that were like me that were like once when i was a kid i was like quote unquote christian but not really my parents weren't my parents were always atheists i always loved jesus but i didn't know anything and really, you know what i'm saying and then that led to atheism because it was such a a of shallow knowing of Jesus and then the atheism lasted a very long and sad time and then that led into base herbalism which led to base witchcraft which led into the hermetic principles and just universal knowledge in general like mystery school stuff and oh Matias de Stefano I still like watching his stuff now that is a good place to learn stuff like, and I think that stuff's very helpful, but nothing is, is the same as, as Jesus. So as the father's true reflection, the son is also love in its supreme form. Paul's prayer specifically wants us to grasp each vast dimension of the love of Christ. In other words, appreciate how much Jesus loves you. Martial love is as strong as death, but this bridegroom's love proved stronger than death he entered death and defeated it to rescue us he died and was resurrected by his own power which heals all of our sins if we believe in him i know it sounds stupid but it's real christ loved the church and gave himself up for her by this we know love that he laid down his life for us and we ought to lay down our lives for the brothers Life holds many questions for us, especially when we suffer. But this one question, does Jesus love me, has been answered finally and forever. <laughs> Called spare mom for a reason, because I'm a mom doing stuff with the kids.
so where was I? We entered death and defeated it to rescue us. Uh-huh. Has been answered finally and forever. The Son of God loved me and gave himself for me. This is true. God is a personal God for each and every one of us individually because time does not exist for God. Okay, he can be with each and every one of us in our entire lives. And guess what? God God is with us in our entire lives. What he is us in a way, it will literally and then not literally because that's just how complex God is. Like in the Kabbalion, it says, don't even try to think about God. Just don't because it's not for us. It's, it's going to blow our tiny little brains. But God is here with us individually for all of our lives every single person that's ever existed he's there watching but we have to reach out to him for the power to become fully enveloped over our lives and jesus is that hand he brought down to us for us to reach down and take it is the most powerful the most there thing that we can reach out and take to lift ourselves out of the ashes of this world Everything else is like little tiny tripping stepping school stools. Some things are just straight out a lie and want to hurt you. There's only one thing that is a hundred percent here to help. Only one thing, but one enormous ocean of a person. The Holy Spirit, the Son, the Father. It's literally unmeasurable the the depths are forever life holds many questions for us especially when we suffer but this one question does jesus love me has been answered finally and forever the son of god loved me and gave himself for me life's problems may drive us to ask why or how long but whether whether he still loves us we need never doubt jesus is god's resounding yes yes he means what he says in all his precious promises to us yes his great heart cares for us today as much as when it bursts with love on the cross yes his powerful hands hold us securely keeping us safe from the devil nothing not even the worst trial not even death itself separates us from god's love which we find in christ sharing such complete love we face the future and even the judgment with complete confidence so we have come to know and to believe the love that god has for us god is love and whoever abides in love abides in god and god abides in him by this is by this is love perfected with us so that we may have confidence for the day of judgment because as he is so also are we in this world there is no fear in love but perfect love casts out fear for fear has to do with punishment and whoever fears has not been perfected in love this is so true when i super got into the spirituality stuff for years i kept getting kicked back out the atheism because like i would feel such like negative ghosts and demons like after me and i never saw anything i could just feel it and it's such a stupid little kid feeling of there's a monster under the bed but i'm not joking it was constant and it was penetrating and year after year i would be getting deep into the spiritual stuff and then i'd have to flip it off and go literally turn it off and go okay it's not real the only way i could turn off the monsters and the ghosts is just by going it's not real
I'm going back to being an atheist and, and stop the fear by going, I'm, I, it's not real. Nothing's real. There's no such thing. There's no such thing. And just going back to being an atheist year after year. And then that would be so depressing. I'd get back into spiritualness and literally I can remember the times that I just shut it off and be like, Oh, it's not real. It's not real. I couldn't handle how deep the fear got. And finally, this was about this time last year. The fear was so incredibly bad. I, I, I have, I've, I, I would leave all the lights on in the house, even though electricity is ridiculous, all the lights on in the house. But I refuse to let, what I did do though, is I refused to let go. I was refusing to go back to being an atheist. I was still diving deeper and deeper into spirituality, learning more and more and more and more and more and getting really proficient at it all. And I'd even long given up like witchcraft because I knew witchcraft was bad pretty early on. I barely did it. I, you just can't, if anyone in there is in out here, there is into witchcraft besides what the Bible says, the Bible says it for a reason, but I knew it was wrong before that it's karma. It's going to get you. I don't care what Wiccans say. Power by three. Oh, if you don't hurt anyone. No, you're diddling with the forces of the universe. You are going to get got. Doesn't matter. The only kind of white magic is praying to God and asking him to do whatever you want. That way it's gone through the God filter and God will put out what he thinks right and not. If you're doing any kind of witchcraft, it will work. Because your words are magic. Everything you're saying is technically magic. But when you're going out of your way to do magic with herbs and adding all the extra zhuzh of the universe into it, you are going to have consequences on yourself. You can't deal with that stuff and not expect otherwise. If you understand the true forces of the universe, you are hurting yourself. End of story. Like, and that's, I'm talking just doing good magic. I'm not even gonna, I never even, I don't even want to mention the other side of things because that is just an entire realm of being. That's the other side of Jesus. And I wouldn't even look over there. That's disturbing. And if you want to burn in hell for all eternity, then by all means, I guess, but no thanks. Anyways, back to that. Exactly, though, back to like monsters and ghosts, which just will come about just by being involved in the spiritual world innocently, not even doing witchcraft, just looking up this stuff will just bring the forces down upon you and like, eh, and then you can kind of keep it at baby. You can like sense that they're all around you. Carolyn Miss said when she wrote one of her recent books that things were just happening because she's, um, she was technically a Catholic, but now she's just more on the spiritual side of things, right? She does believe in God, but I don't think she's that into Jesus. Um, I don't know. I don't know. She doesn't talk about him. Um, but, uh, she's big into the spiritualness and, um, Teresa of Avalon, who my pastor was just talking about the other week in church. Hello. She was a Christian mystic, which is totally what I am. Um, and, uh, she was saying though, when she was writing this book, Carolyn Miss, that, like basically ghostly activities were popping off constantly and she was scared, but she, she pressed on and she finished her book. Well, this is how I was doing with this universal spiritualness is I was still doing my studies. I was still learning my stuff. And back then I was actually making like a YouTube show, which just was too much trouble. And I switched to a podcast, but just talking about all the stuff I was learning about the universe. And I was, and I was always constantly trying to like puzzle out. Like I felt like I was trying to answer a question when I was doing this universal spiritual spiritual stuff right now I'm not 
um, trying to figure out the answer. I have the answer. Now I'm just trying to do the answer, if that makes sense. It's like, it's like if you know that you, the, the, your troubles are because you need to lose 10 pounds. Now I'm just trying to lose those 10 pounds, except literally the, it's, that's a bad example, but I mean, like I'm trying to get in with Jesus and I've done the baptism and now it's just constantly being with him and just staying with him while being a human in this world, right? This is why he says, throw off your life and walk with him because living in this world, just watching TV, you're constantly sinned again. Like, ah, I've sinned again. But Jesus is there to constantly clean you, but you're constantly sinning again. But anyways, my point on the monsters following me around the house all the time is that I got into Christianity. I started going to church because literally God brought my daughter, a friend that went to the church across the street from me. You can't make this stuff up. And she invited us to church. You can't make this stuff up literally that happened like that's ridiculous and we're talking a teeny tiny church with like barely any members but my daughter just so happened to meet this girl just so happened to become friends with her and just so happened to invite us to church like hello thank you um and so anyways we started going and i wanted to go anyways i was just scared hello probably most of you out there if you're a millennial like me you're too scared to go to church there's a bunch of old people in there that were going to judge you there was some old people but they were very happy to see us and it was a super chill church i like i it's I've talked about before it's Pentecostal thumbs up it's not one of those overly indulgent ones where people you know I've heard stories of evangelical Pentecostal churches but again that's humans ruining it for everyone but I do think they're the way of the future because they are a supernatural Jesus and that's definitely the move forward you know Pentecostal just started in the very late 1800s early 1900s and it's the move it's the awakening it's the very magical Jesus like Jesus is alive. The Holy Spirit's alive. Anyways, I was a few months down the road of going to church and and really committing myself to Jesus. I hadn't even gotten baptized yet. Um, and I realized one night while going to the bathroom that I wasn't scared of any monsters. I and and I realized I hadn't been scared in a while. Where before. I had been at the brink of fear where it didn't matter what I did because my husband works nights and I would call my husband to try to make, make the fear go away and nothing would. And I would be so scared. I would just curl up in a ball and like, just be like, what do I do? Like I was just so scared and nothing was even happening, but I could just sense it. I could sense the forces. Like I once tried to sleep in my basement and I couldn't even sleep down there. I was too scared. And not that that would change. It's a creepy basement. I grew up in the basement. My room was in the basement growing up as kids. So I'm not scared of basements, but I could just sense I don't know, something And this house has, has had many owners. So, but it's not even this house because even before I lived here, I, I, whenever I got in the universe stuff, I would sense it all the time. But anyways, Jesus made the darkness go away is the moral of the story. Jesus makes the darkness go away. And this is before I even did the baptism. So just saying to yourself, I believe in you. Jesus is the first step. I believe you died for my sins. I believe you came down here to save me. Me personally, not the world. Yes, the world, but me personally. Sorry, I'm answering a text. That's super rude, but I'm having a handyman come again, fix our stuff because he came and it's still leaking. Long story, old house. Shall we return to the reading or shall I say goodbye? Maybe I'll say goodbye because I changed my platform for a podcast 
and I want to go see if it's going to upload there. But this one has the live show and the new one just lets me upload endlessly because I do everything free. I don't have a job and there's no way my husband would give me money to have a podcast uh, or I'm not even going to ask because it's weird. I'm not doing this to make a profit. So why should I pay a profit? And I'm not exactly a super indulgent psycho. I, I kind of want people to listen, but at the same time, I don't care. This just gives me a platform. I care. I care. I guess I care. I super care. I did go to school for journalism, but, um, it's not exactly I'm out there with my own name. I'm anonymously out there. And that's for like, almost like a humility reason though, because it's not me on the stakes. It's not me that people will listen and care about it's, And I always wanted that to be a thing. I'm not because I'm not nothing. I'm just a person sharing my knowledge. And I think we're growing in a society where that's more and more and more becoming a thing. Like, I love that about YouTube and stuff. And you can get people's opinions and just basically putting out my agenda, my personal agenda that I think the world should agree with. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, at 5.11, I shall say goodbye.